another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! Good morning, jesters. Jestettes. Fellow Jesterians. Guess what? It rained again last night. Yay! But luckily, luckily, I was able to get my lawn mowed before it rained. So now I'm good for another week or so. <laughs> Wonder how many day more days it's gonna rain. Raindrops are falling on my head, but that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red. Crying's not for me. No, I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining. Okay, that's it. But 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 uh. Life is going well. Life is going well. I'm making connections, getting the Shine On Botanicals on the market. Cause oh, this is this is gonna be awesome. I'm I'm so looking forward to the future, man. This is gonna be great. Uh, got into a little tiff last night with the misses. Uh, it's just you know I'm not gonna talk about it, but it's, it's aggravating. It's aggravating as fuck but it's okay because we all go through shit but it's all about how you deal with it how you handle it how you accept it and move on adapt and overcome and that's that's what life's about fuck yeah fuck yeah let's hit this bong again because i didn't get a good hit That's better. But. <coughs> I think I figured out why I'm having such a hard time holding on to subscribers. It's because the fucking Anchor app is not. No, 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 no. It's nobody's fault but my own. That That's number one. But because I didn't realize that the Anchor app was messing up my my uh, podcast when I published them, they're hard to follow because they're not in chronological order. So I'm not I'm just I'm I'm not gonna edit anything anymore. Well, that's a lie because I have to put in ads and shit. But uh, I think it'll be fine if I if I because I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna stop recording and then start it instead of editing out. I'm just gonna stop it and start it and just keep on going like that and see if that works out. Maybe I can start gaining a lot more subscribers if my shit is easily easy to listen to. Because when your shit's jumping all over the place, you're trying to follow it, and you're like, God damn, this kid's stupid as fuck. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not, but I can see how you could think that because, well, my podcast sounds all fucked up and shitty. It's okay. After a while, hopefully, we'll start bringing in some good cash. And I'll be able to hire a producer and and get all this shit fucking taken care of and going swell. But, excuse me, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. 
One day at a time, sweet Jesse. That's all I'm asking of you. I'll give you one day at a time. <laughs> oh, you're a dick. That was funny. Oh, shit, that was funny. <laughs> so, uh, damn. I'm going to hit the ball again, man. I'm going to run up to uh, Farm Fresh today. See if they'd be willing to stock Shineline Botanicals. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's a positive. Because <coughs> Mr. Dan at Farm Fresh and I have somewhat of a rapport. Somewhat. So I'm thinking that this is going to be top notch right here. So, oh, I'm looking forward to it. But let's get right into the UFC. See what NPR is trying to sell us today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Has the United States just taken a step toward a universal basic income? That's an yes. interesting question. As the federal government sure. begins putting deposits in the bank accounts of millions of Americans this week, these monthly payments are child tax credits for families with kids. They're part of the COVID relief bill passed earlier this year. And because they're structured as monthly payments, not as an annual tax break, experts say they resemble a universal basic income. The idea that almost everyone okay. gets a basic payment for living expenses. I'm down with that. I am down with that. Keep them going permanently. Janet Yellen spoke with Noel King. But well, good morning. I don't like the idea that it's so just the parents kids, getting so it. I got this letter from the IRS signed by Joe Biden. I got a letter from Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden, buddy. People did. Says my family gets this monthly payment, a few bucks a month, but for people uh, making around the poverty line, it's a larger payment, a meaningful amount of money. How much does this cost for millions of people? Congress did the math on it, and this year the tax credit will cost about $105 billion. Now, if it becomes permanent, it would mean $105 billion or so every year. But Yellen calls this a moral imperative, despite the expense. Right now, the child tax well, you credit see, is a temporary program. See, people are getting, or were getting, thousands of dollars during tax season. Money that they didn't rightfully earn... But they had kids, so they get they get paid it. So it's not costing any different. I mean, instead of coming once a year tax time, thousands of dollars, it's a few dollars every month, which is beneficial. It is a good thing, I feel, because of the way the economy is going. Everything's turned to robotics, and we're all just a fucking uh, service industry anyway. Excuse me. The United States is one big tourist attraction anymore. We're just... It's, it's what it is. We lost most of our manufacturing jobs. How are we going to get them back? Who knows? Trump was trying, but he's... He, everybody knows that Trump's just a piece of shit. He was looking out for the Americans, but... No, he's a piece of shit. Fuck you. That was sarcasm, in case you couldn't tell. But... No, where was it going? So, yes... This universal basic income is a good thing. God damn it. Do you think it should become permanent? Yes, I do. I think it's a very important <laughs> program 
that will do a huge amount to relieve child poverty, which has been a tremendously important problem in the United States. So I think this is something that's very important to continue. But will that really happen permanently? Senate Democrats included an extension in their $3.5 trillion budget plan, but they haven't decided how long the extension will be, and they have not said the word permanent. There are some remarkable statistics associated with this child tax credit. Millions of people whose families are below the poverty line flip over the poverty line, uh, technically leave poverty just because of this, this payment. But how would the government pay for that? Taxes, taxes. The, the, Secretary Yellen yeah, told me the U.S. needs that's to only raise government can pay for anything rate, is which taxes. we've heard a lot of, and to get other countries to agree to a global minimum corporate tax rate so that American companies do not just bounce for tax havens as they've hmm. been doing. An agreement with around 135 other countries is in the works right now. But also, Steve, there Bonus. are a lot of Americans and Another American companies move. that now, are not are always... paying the taxes they owe. And... Remember all these people are always afraid of you know, the globalists wanted to become a global whatever. It's not all bad. Like, a global... Like, they were just saying tax rate, so we don't lose all our goddamn manufacturing jobs just because the people at top want to save some money. And they want to fuck everybody else in the goddamn country, so they're going to leave. Go to China. China! China! <laughs> Jesus Christ. So she wants to give the IRS $80 billion over the next 10 years to find tax dodgers. We have an enormous tax gap. By that, I mean the difference between the amount that the Internal Revenue Service actually collects and what it estimates it's really due if all taxpayers, companies, and individuals are paying what they owe under our laws. And it's estimated for the next decade... That will amount to seven trillion dollars, which is a lot of money. How many? How much in taxes did Amazon pay last year? Huh? Jeff Bezos. How much did he pay? Those are the fucking tax dodgers that you need to be fucking worried about. Now she also said the president's promise that families making under four hundred thousand dollars a year will not see their taxes go up is, quote, ironclad. Now, Noel, I guess if you're chatting with someone who's the Treasury Secretary, part of the president's... Land taxes, they be going up, man. Used to be the chair Come on. Of the Come on. Reserve. You can't Come get on. that conversation without asking about inflation, which some people are worried about. No, nor would you want to. So I asked about inflation, and Secretary Yellen said the same thing we've heard from the Federal Reserve. Inflation is happening now because the economy is up and running again after <laughs> an unprecedented shutdown. It's very difficult to reopen the economy has been shut down. No. Inflation is happening because the U.S. government is printing all this goddamn money and sending it out. That is why inflation is happening. Did you pay attention in economics class? See, when you have... Billions and billions of little green rectangle squares. That loaf of bread is going to take more of those little rectangle squares. When there's more of those rectangle squares than there are bread. I mean, like I said, it's basic economics. Supply and demand. And as vaccinations has increased and people are able to go back to... A more normal way of living. Fucking your mother, Spending shut up. You're stupid. 
very, very rapidly. And that's leading to a situation where there are bottlenecks and a difficulty in expanding the supply of some goods and services rapidly enough to meet surging demand. So she said this is temporary, although she couldn't quite put her finger on what temporary means. We shouldn't expect it to disappear next month, but certainly over the medium term, I don't believe it will continue. But of course, we need to watch inflation very very carefully. Now, with regard to something that has some people really concerned, she said right now there is no evidence that we're going to have an inflation spiral like we did in the 1970s. That's where prices went up. And so workers demanded higher wages and then temporary high prices became permanent. <sighs> Noel, thanks for your work on this. For sure. That's no for okay. sure. Thank you, Noel. That was a good story. Oh, that made me happy. Fuck you, Chuck. <laughs> How did a group of assassins manage to reach Haiti's president so easily? <clears throat> That's one of the unanswered questions. Corruption. The investigation Corruption of the death of is how. Luis. None of his security detail was injured in the attack, and there's no evidence they resisted the invaders. Last night, the head of Haiti's national police said the former chief of Moise's security detail has been placed in isolated detention and will be further questioned about his actions the night of the president's murder. Good. NPR's Jason is following the investigation. It's awesome. Port Hey there, Jason. Hey, good morning. What are you learning? So investigators are basically trying to go with the bigger picture here in this investigation. They're expanding beyond these two dozen or so Colombian mercenaries who were at the scene of the night President Moise was killed. Were they Colombian mercenaries? I thought I heard some were American mercenaries. If indeed it was, the were the first ones there. Some of them have claimed that the president was already dead when they stormed the private residence. At this press conference that you mentioned last night, and uh, they Leo stormed Charles, the president's residence. National Police, he said the former head of the president's security detail, Dimitri Harard, has essentially been arrested. Also, there's some details that have been coming out saying that Harard had transited through Bogota, Colombia, six times last year while traveling to other countries. Uh, the Colombian defense minister has come in and said that some of the men who were there knew about the plan to kill Moyes, but others have been duped into thinking they were there to detain him. So more details of the bigger picture are starting to emerge here. I'm just thinking this through. You've got the Colombians who allegedly were brought in for the assassination. You've got the security details suspected of some kind of complicity. But what about the mastermind of this whole thing? Again, what happened to the American mercenaries that were arrested? They were quietly shipped back to America and you'll never hear of them again. Why is that? Did America have something to do with it? Hmm. Questions one needs to ask. And we just, at this point, still don't know exactly who the mastermind was. There was an interesting report that the Washington Post... The CIA? Christian <laughs> the FBI? He's, he's one of the people who is in custody. It's been alleged that he hired the mercenaries. Uh, they say in the Post... How's that a doctor? Mm -hmm. funding for no fucking way. No fucking way. Those guys he's a fucking scapegoat. Haiti into a free and open society. You know, so far, all Haitian officials will say is that Sanon is under arrest because some of the suspects called him on the night of that attack. What are you hearing as you continue to talk with Haitians on the streets? He's the not the head, I promise security. you. 
you know, if the president can be killed in his fortified home, what is it like for everyone else? And people are feeling that security was a terrible uh, situation before. Now it's even worse. I talked to Anderson LaForet. He runs a business marketing locally grown beans and rice and specialty oils. Beans and rice, beans and rice. Don't you think they look nice? Because gangs are seizing them. Gangs are stopping the road. But the big issue is just the security of himself and his employees. And he told me that ordinary Haitians have no one to call. NPR's Jason Bobian is in the Haitian capital, Port-au-Prince. Jason, thanks so much. You're welcome. Oh, I mean... <laughs> oh, it's, it's a sad situation, but shit. South Africa has had one of its most violent weeks since the end of apartheid. More than 100 people have been killed and more than 1,000 arrested during riots and looting in two of the country's biggest cities. Let's figure out the story behind those numbers. NPR's Africa correspondent... Well, let's figure out why were they rioting. Base. Cape Town, South Africa. Ader, good morning. Hey, good morning, Steve. Well-timed move to a different part of the continent. Uh, what sparked the violence there? Yeah, so look, uh, South Africa has been going through a long-running legal battle with its ex-president, Jacob Zuma. And Zuma is this charismatic, beloved, populist liberation hero who has also been accused of massive corruption. And the country set up this commission to look into the allegations. And way back in 2018, they called on Zuma to testify, and he has refused. And last week, a court finally ordered his arrest for being in contempt of court. South Africa is a fairly new democracy. And this was a huge post-apartheid test on whether big powerful Something just doesn't seem fishy there or something seems fishy there. This guy who was loved by the people, loved by the masses, doing good things, he was a liberator. Boy, he, he pissed somebody off. Some rich fuck who has connections. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! That's I hate to be a fucking cynic, but what else could it be? What the fuck else could it be? Men like former President Jacob Zuma could be held to account. Zuma said this was a political witch hunt and that yeah, putting him in jail during the like pandemic it. was a death sentence and his supporters went out uh, to the streets. Well, let's talk that through. So you've got this populist president who's accused of being very corrupt, of abusing his power, but he's got a certain devoted following. And how did they turn to violence? He's accused. Is there any proof? I mean, accusations are like fucking assholes. Everybody has one. <laughs> Everybody can make an accusation, man. What is what? What was he accused of? Was was there any substantive su substantial evidence toward against him? They're not telling us there was, but then again, again, you can't believe it. Goddamn, what they say. So they sort of got out of control, um, and whole malls have been looted. Shopkeepers have been killed in these confrontations. People mm. have been killed in stampedes. Uh, and the government has hinted that this violence was orchestrated by their political adversaries. You can read Jacob Zuma, the former president. But this now, is like what the FBI does with 9-11. And the, uh, the country has been hit the, hard by the attack on the Capitol. Peak of a third wave and in the middle of another lockdown, so there's massive youth unemployment, and this was already one of the most unequal countries in the world. So, sure, you know, this could be orchestrated, politically orchestrated, but there's also South Africans from all walks of life taking part in this looting. They're stealing. Oh, come on. 
everything from pigs to diapers to big screen TVs. And the government has now sent the military into the streets uh, to Durmond and Johannesburg to calm the situation. Is that getting things back under control? Things are looking a little more normal. Highways are open, uh, looters are off the street. But look, the truth is that all of the problems that ail South Africa are still here. I, I spoke to Dr. Matthew Posa, an influential member of the Royal Party. I wonder how many, many agent provocateurs says, were in that group. That's what I want to know. That's a question I am asking. A powerful man to account, but it's also a moment where the government can look inward. I think it's a moment of big reckoning. This republic must understand that it has got good institutions, but at the same time, people don't eat institutions. We need economic growth in this country. If people are hungry, he says, they are also angry, and that means that they are vulnerable to influence from politicians and other powerful yeah, people. Yeah, I just yeah. want to repeat that That's... one line that he said, people don't eat institutions uh, democracy right. is fine but the government it's like people can't eat money that's why people <laughs> i fucking hate money in their life and right but now they to fucking survive Africa, which is suffering weird. terribly Peter, thanks so much for your reporting as always thank you steve and Ada peralta is in cape town south africa hey you need your smell good you need your incense need your incense poster you need anything cannabis related burners where do you need to go for all your smoking accessories get your new glass beautiful glass beautiful hand-blown glass american made it's beautiful is 710cloudy.com 710-a-n-d-c-l-o-u-d-y.com also get clothing there get shirts use code SWED10 at checkout, save 10% on your entire order. Get your sessions with the Jester t shirt at 710andcloudy.com or 71 degrees and cloudy in Lakewood, New York at 50 Chautauqua Avenue. Now let's get back to the show. And that was the UFC for Friday, July 16th. I didn't get upset on this one, man. It was it was good times. It was good times, which, hey, that's always a bonus when you don't get upset at the news. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of review, shall we? <laughs> the first story was about uh, universal basic, or well, the first step to a universal basic income, where it's only where it's uh, parents, people with children. A certain age. Okay, good, 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 good. Because kids are the future. They need to be they need to be fed. They need to be brought up correctly with excuse me, parents who are around, not absent, not letting these kids run the streets doing whatever the fuck they want, because that's how they learn the wrong way. Keep them home. Keep them busy. Teach them work ethic. Just, why Why are we going to this shit? <laughs> so the universal basic income is a good thing because everything's starting to switch to robotics. And we are just a fucking uh, 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 service industry anymore. The United States is just one big tourist industry. So we just service. We, food, we serve food and... Uh, Man stores. It is what it is. How are we going to fix it? we got to bring uh, 
gots to bring uh, uh, manufacturing back. And that's another thing they brought up, is they're going to make a global tax rate so you don't have tax dodgers. So you don't have these fuckers just moving out of country to save money and fucking everybody in the country. That's That needs to stop. Because we need... Corporations... People who own these corporations need to realize that this country strives on the proletariat. I like that word. I'm going to use it a lot now. <laughs> we need manufacturing jobs to come back to the U.S. That's all. That's what we need. And the second story was... Let's see. Was about the Haitian president. How he was murdered in the president's residence. And they are curious as to why there was a breakdown in security. Which, I'm telling you, they were paid. And they're thinking this doctor, is he's not the head. He's definitely not the head. Because he doesn't have the funds to pay all these mercenaries. Mercenaries aren't cheap. And you got, what, six, seven of them? Some, and again, they left out, or they're, they're not mentioning... That there were some mercenaries from the U.S. That dropped out the news. I wonder why. It seems kind of funny if you ask me. <laughs> Jerk. Whoa, whoa. Okay. <clears throat> and the third story was about riots in South Africa. Riots... Because a populist leader, a popular one, the people like this dude. And that's why he's in the mess he's in. Because the people liked him. Because he was doing things for the people. But, because I'm sure these uh, charges of corruption come from above. That he's, and he's like, he thought it was ridiculous. That's why he didn't want to, he said, no, I'm not going to go fuck you a question about this bullshit. And that gave them the ability to arrest him for being in contempt. I mean, it's all—it's a game they're playing. It's—it's it's all just a big game. It happens over and over again. It's a—it's what it is, man. This—this <laughs> this dude was doing good for the people. The people up top didn't like that. They want to control the people, and you can control the people better if they're in fear of. Dying if they're in fear of not being able to eat. That, that's what this is. I'm sure. Oh, but they'll figure it out. It will work out one way or the other. It always does. <laughs> so now let's see what space weather is going to be for Friday, July sixteenth. Good morning, Mister Ben. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! Good morning, folks. Earth got lucky. A major level solar blast erupted on the far side, and Earth's rotation? Yeah, we'll keep updating that daily if it keeps doing what it's been doing. We'll have sprinkles in between, beginning at spaceweathernews.com and finding the last day on the sun presented a number of motions, pops at the limb, flickering at the active region, and indeed, the sun is waking up. It began as the northern filament had its southern reach puffed towards the equator and continued with the eruptions around the limb and a rise in the X-ray flux. 
The flares are split between the departing and incoming group on the south. The incoming one has been producing CMEs every few hours as it turns into face Earth. But let's go back and watch three days on SOHO. We'll first see that far side blast we've previously reported. It was wide and pretty solid density. Would have produced a geomagnetic storm if it hit Earth, but that may be about it. Technological impact may have been virtually nothing. But that's not what we can say for the eruption that occurred yesterday. That appears to be just shy of kill shot level CME production. We can't see the flare class because it was on the far side, but that is major, heavy density. Electrical issues possibly up to major grid level may have been expected if that ultra-dense corrugation was aimed at Earth. Wow. Lucky us. Let's head out to space next, where not stars, not galaxies, but galaxy clusters collide. The wavelength views offered by Chandra really help visualize just how unfit human eyes are to view the heavens in their true form. Optical to red radio to blue x-ray and a composite. Their model actually works fairly well to produce the sight we see in space. And plasma cosmology folks at this channel will be happy to know it's mostly an interaction of their plasma halos in the x-ray realm. Radio still dominated by the jet features as expected. A quick nod up next to the scalability from space weather forcing by the interplanetary magnetic field to the galactic current sheet solar forcing. Field-aligned currents heavily dependent on the BY component, the magnetic angle of the solar wind, which changes as Earth swims through the current sheet of solar wind plasma. And of course, we have to use our imagination when we scale that up to the sun and the galaxy. Last but not least, let's run this down yet again. We have seen the Earth's rotation glitches going bananas. We've been covering the glitch that has set a new forecasted fastest day of the year, but it keeps getting pushed back and to a faster speed than before. Yet again, we are one day later and now over three milliseconds fast forecasted for that day. Wow. Folks, yes, the day is never exactly 24 hours and yes, it goes up and down and that's expected. But 2020, we broke the record for fastest rotation day ever recorded 28 times. 28 times in one year and we're obviously going much faster again this year no folks you won't be feeling milliseconds of rotation change but the mantle will the asthenosphere will and the low velocity zone locking the crust on top of it will faster spin means more energy in more energy in from earth's weakening magnetic field 2020 was the fastest year ever and this year we're speeding up even more we greatly appreciate your support Thank the sun for firing that in the other direction yesterday. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now, it's 5 a.m. in the new valley of the sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Fuck yes, man. Oh, life is just too awesome to make stupid decisions, man. Fuck yeah, be safe. Oh, another stellar episode, Mr. Ben. Love it. Every goddamn day you amaze me. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, man. Well, where would we be without you? We would be ignorant to what's coming. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Shine on botanicals, soon to be the Jester's Royal Tinctures and Jester's Royal Roll-On. We have an introductory distilled from hemp, 
They are one of the purest CBD distillates on the market. Price special going on right now. Buy one for $60, buy two for $100. Hemp grown naturally, no pesticides, no chemicals. There are wholesale prices available for orders over five bottles. It's FDA approved. Email the promoting jester at gmail.com to place your orders. Now let's get back to the show. Now it is time for shout out, shout out to the Good News Network for the quote of the day. How important it is in life, not necessarily to be strong, but to feel strong, to measure yourself at least once. John Krakauer. How important it is in life not necessarily to be strong, but to feel strong, to measure yourself at least once. Know your limits. Step out of your comfort zone because you can do much more than what you think. I promise you, I swear on my life that you can do more than what you think you can do. Test yourself. Be better version of yourself smoke weed every day and make shit happen